I think it's exactly how it works, you stupid motherfucker. I'm not going to listen to this. I won't do it. I won't listen to this. I said things. Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Creative Entitled Podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. If you haven't yet, definitely head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome podcasts on the network. Um, until then, you're stuck with us. I'm Jack, and sing to my right is Jake. Let's encyclopedia brown this bitch, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's never used the word phantom. It's Mark. Hey, buddy. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2007's 1408, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Jake, Yeah. what are your beers for these fears? I have a perfect beer for this fear. For Ooh, these oh fears. Okay. Um, my beer this evening perfect is, aggressive. Is, is an island lager called Longboard by Kona Brewing. It's a very that's what I was. One. That's what I was going to get, and then I decided. By the way, I, I saw that. I one. hated Kona, so whatever. By the you, way, listener, you hate Kona. It's not listener, good. It's not good. Listener, beer. listen to me. Don't listen to them. There may or may not be spoilers in the beers, and we will spoil this movie. So if you don't oh, like yeah, that, I forgot that part. Get out. <laughs> Kona isn't a bad brewery. It's just not exciting. This is yeah, okay. A, that's well, kind of like this movie. Hey, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mark, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? Yeah, so the correct answer would have was been mine. Uh, was Radio mine. from Hell Red Ale. Uh, could not find that. would have that been the one. correct answer for White Noise. Uh, well, we haven't reviewed that. I'm just saying because the radio keeps turning on and, and the room is like hell. It's an evil fucking room, Jack. You're uh, an yeah. asshole. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, couldn't find it. So, uh, instead, so what's your incorrect answer? I The incorrect answer is... Uh, I wanted something with really high alcohol content because it's the end of the oh, week good. and fuck it. Yeah. Uh, and you know how, like, <laughs> halfway through this movie, you're on, you're watching like a narrative, and then the narrative takes a huge detour, <laughs> double IPA. Jesus yeah, Christ! So detour this by you into about as good as your one that the Hills Have Eyes was set in the desert. <laughs> Actually, it's worse than that. I don't care. It's a nine and a half percent or so. <laughs> See you guys. My God. mission accomplished. Jack, what are you Fair drinking? Enough. Um, I am drinking um, one that applies to the character, John Cusack's character in this movie. Um, I'm drinking Arrogant Bastard Ale by Rogue. Because um, that's what he is in this movie. He's a, a skeptic and a disbeliever and an arrogant bastard. That's fair. The, I think You Longboard may be witnessing wins. history here, listener. Jack may have won this week. I think I won. <laughs> Jake's holding up his beer. That's helpful. Yeah, for I mean, if if Visual anything, aids are if key anything, in podcasts. If anything, Jack winning is a botch job. So there's there's our outro. We did it. Fuck. <laughs> Before we dive into actually talking about this movie, uh, let's talk about what else has been rocking our collective horror worlds over the course of the last week. Uh, Mark, what else have you got going on in the horror world? Absolutely. Pulling back the curtain a little bit, it's been 
close to a month now since we've since we've done what's rocking our horror world with uh <laughs> the vacation we took and the hrr last week and all that other jazz so i got quite a few things i'm gonna i'm gonna hold it to two this week just to kind of parse out the the horror over the course of a few weeks um the first thing i did was i watched what we do in the shadows it's it's uh nice. free to stream on uh amazon prime this okay. is a horror comedy definitely light on the horror heavy on the comedy uh, it's Jermaine Clement, if you remember Flight of the Concords, if you're familiar with them yeah. at all. So it's a New Zealand super duper dry humor movie about like a bunch of vampires that live together in a flat, uh, and they're like being. It's sort of found footage in the sense that it's kind of a mockumentary. They they have like a camera team following them around. So it, Is that it's why not you watched it. It's not quite found footage, but it has the found footage vibe. I, I got to tell you, it helped. Uh, certainly put the thumb <laughs> on the scale. At least you're honest. I also, I also love that dry, uh, like flight sure. of the Concord's humor. It's so goddamn funny. Uh, Mari is in it as, I guess, small spoiler. Reese he's Darby. It. Yeah. That guy, he's in there as, as a werewolf and they're like warring clans, but they're like socially awkward. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this movie isn't really one I can like fully give you the taste of just by describing it because I can't pull off that humor. So if you are even remotely uh, intrigued by by the humor that you got from Flight of the Concords, that type of like really super dry, sarcastic, socially awkward absurdism, I guess you'd call it. Uh, I give this one a, a pretty heavy recommend. If you don't okay. like if you don't like that humor, I this is just going to be boring, <laughs> frankly. Uh, okay, sure. There's not a whole lot that happens here if you don't like that humor. Now, how does it do in terms of actually capturing any of the horror elements that you described? So you have vampires, and I know a little bit about this movie. It's been on my radar for a while. I just haven't seen it. It has your Nosferatu in there, like, very clearly. I, how How deep does it go in its knowledge of the genre, I guess, for lack of a better way to ask that question? Uh, I mean, there's a few jokes they work in about how like they have a really hard time being fashionable because they can't look them they can't look at themselves in the mirror so they have to rely on each other to tell them whether or not they look good that type of shit (laughs) uh i think they work it in well but it's not like it's an encyclopedia entry or anything like that they're they're relying mostly on like the the pop culture references that almost anyone would get Which is probably a fair move, right? You don't want to make, like, exceptionally obscure references to 18th century lore or something like that in your movie. That's not really what I'm saying. I just didn't know if it'd be, like, a laundry list of the different visual adaptations of the vampire, so to speak. Uh, They sort of do that in the sense that, so obviously, as you said, they have Nosferatu in there. And then Jemaine Clement plays, uh, I can't remember what they call him in the in the movie, but it's very clearly supposed to be a, a riff on Vlad the Impaler. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're, they're kind of the running gag is that each of them are is like 100 years older than the last. So the Nosferatu guy is like 1,000 years old. And then the next guy is like 800 years old. And then the other two guys came from the 1700s and the other dude, like just joined the clan and he's like trying to try to get things straight and try and figure it out. Throw house parties. <laughs> uh, no. So the whole thing builds up to, and you get this in like the first scene, the devil's ball or something. Like I said, it's been like a month since I've seen this, but it, there's, there's a gathering of all of the <laughs> zombies and witches and vampires and stuff that happens on a yearly basis. Uh, and it's like this huge social gathering. So uh, they're 
filming the vampires as they get ready for that ball. Essentially. Okay. Weird. So that's that's a uh, that's what we do in the shadows. It's available on Amazon Prime if you have it. If not, I'm sure you can rent it for pretty cheap. So, uh, yeah, rent it if you like that type of humor. The other Fair one. Enough. What else you got? Yeah, the other one I got is uh, uh, this is so freaking typical. I'm really only bringing this up because I want to gripe about how this happens every single time. I rented this movie uh, on Amazon, not on, not on the instant stream Prime free streaming stuff. I rented it, and then literally the next goddamn day, it showed up on Netflix. Um, I yep. watched. So, anyways, I watched the movie Abattoir. Oh, uh, just, okay. I've been trying to work my way through the number ones, the top ones from the HRR's past. <laughs> I think that was my number one from like January or something. Wow, really? Wow. You pick weird number ones. Uh, it was a slow month and it looked creative. And uh, for the it? most part, uh, the concept is interesting. I actually think they did a decent job with it. It's It's very stylistic. The first 10 minutes of the movie are straight exposition. No one talks. <laughs> yeah, I love it's, it. it's only exposition. Like to the point at, at a certain point, you're like tired of it, and then they go past that, and now you're just like, oh, it's a joke. I get it. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if they were trying to do it on purpose, but after a while, I started thinking it was just funny. Um, as far as like the actual scary part of it goes, they do a pretty decent job of kind of similar to how 1408 does it. They they call back to all these other uh, like crimes and murders and stuff that have happened in the past, and you see like echoes of them uh, in this house that this guy built. It, it was a... I, I, I don't want to say the word generic, because it's a pretty interesting concept that I don't think we've seen a lot of before, but it still feel... It still felt really generic, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. There's not a lot of twists and turns here. You see what's coming a mile away. Okay. Uh, so overall, a, recommend or not recommend? Soft recommend. A couple weeks ago, I watched that movie Mind Games, uh, where I I didn't recommend it because you have to pay too much attention to it on Netflix. This is a, kind of the opposite of that. I I would recommend this if you just want something that you can kind of put in the background that'll provide like if you're glancing up at the screen, it'll provide an interesting scene to watch. But for the most part, you really don't have to pay that much attention to it. That would be yeah. the context in which I recommend it. <clears throat> okay. All right, Jake, how about you? What's That's been great. rocking your horror world? Um, I have one big thing, and I'll hold off on that for just a second. We're a little late to the party here just because of the way our recording schedule is gone. The rest of the horror world has already freaked out, and we're kind of on the downslope of it. Uh, but that It trailer that came out, guys. That's like yeah, the biggest yeah. trailer ever, man. Biggest trailer ever. Just shattering records on the internets. What do we think of it? I it's a fine trailer. Like it's, I, I'm excited to see the movie. The trailer looks solid, but I don't know. It but is it's, bigger but it's in it. lore than it is in like it's existence. It. Yeah. yeah, I don't give too much of a shit about it, so I wasn't excited. I watched the trailer. It seemed cool, uh, well put together trailer. Like you said, it's pretty. Uh, it seems like it'll be all right. I guess. I don't have yeah, high. I, it doesn't blow my hopes through the roof. Let's put it that way. But hey, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be worth I'm, a watch. It, I'm pretty excited about it. I to, well, as a little bit of a confession, I've never actually seen or read. I've never seen the made-for-TV movie, and I've never read the book, so I don't really know what it's about. I, I kind of have like I've absorbed it enough through the zeitgeist that I get a general understanding of it. But it's about uh, fear, I'm, Mark. It's about I know. Fear. I'm I'm pretty excited to see the thing. Here's my problem with the trailer. I, I'm really worried that they're giving. Too no, much away. <laughs> I'm excited to see the thing all the time. Okay, fine, <laughs> whatever. I'm I'm happy to see whatever pronoun. Uh, nice. 
in any case, I'm, I'm excited to see it. The concern I have is that the movie for the, the trailer for the movie, it gave too much away. You see a lot of the, I feel like the iconic scenes, maybe that's just cause they're going off of like what hit people really well in the last iteration, the made for TV movie with Tim Curry. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just really hope there's more here than what they're showing. And, and frankly, they have the perfect snippet for a trailer that would in like one of the be one of the best trailers of all time. If you just put that shit on TV, like during the NBA championships or something, and it's just like two brothers making a sailboat, yada yada, kids playing in the rain, boom, clown, and then you just roll the it and title it, card. I mean, who's to say they won't? Right? Scare the balls off of people, man. That'd be so I, good. I could totally see this happening. Like this is going to be a big release on the right. calendar. This movie's going to make a ton of fucking money. I would be more surprised if it didn't have a spot running in the upcoming playoffs for either the NBA or NHL or something like that than if it did. Right. I guess my yeah. my point is that uh I don't think it quite has I mean maybe it does now. I don't think it quite had the recognition that a new it was coming out that you could totally surprise people with Demon Clown. That would have been cool. And just cool. yeah, scare yeah, the no, shit fair. out of people who are watching like a sporting event. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's just hilarious at that point. So here's the thing. It is one of my favorite books. I think it's a great book. I recently reread it, although I actually listened to it on Audible. But um, it, it's a great book. The original two-part, like it was a made-for-TV thing in two parts originally in the 90s. And that's just all right. That's really nothing special. That looms higher in lore than it does in actuality like i think i said but the story itself is great so i'm i'm excited i'm definitely gonna see it and this is yeah. this movie is sort of built on the same premise right where it's it's gonna be it's the first of a duology yeah i think so yeah this is this is the first half of two movies but that's then... just because movies now have to be in multiple parts i think that's a law well yeah also the yeah. book is like a thousand pages long or whatever right yeah it's a long book yeah so you gotta break it up yeah um all right Good, good one, Jake. What else you got? Yeah, my big one. Um, like Mark said, it's been a while, so I'm kind of sp- spreading these out a bit. But the one I want to talk about this week because it's the one I want to talk about most in general. Uh, I rented and watched The Devil's Candy. Ooh. Oh, okay. Jealous. I heard good things about that. I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble like figuring out what to say about this one that doesn't tread into spoilery territory because this isn't the place for that. What I will say is I think. Hard recommend, first of all, to really any fan of the genre. Uh, wow. Stay away if you're not a horror fan. Like this is a pr- <laughs> this is a pretty hard boiled horror movie. Uh, with a caveat that I'm 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 sorry I'm being so cryptic. With a caveat that I'd like to talk about, I just can't really because I do think it'd get kind of spoilery or it'd take some of the oomph away from the movie. But pretty beautifully filmed. It's a really short movie, so you can get in, you can get out. And is it ninety? How long is it? It's not even 90. It's like an hour 15. <laughs> it's crazy short. Um, I like that very much. Yeah. I. What I'll say, in addition to what I just said, this is going well. Yeah. Also really, really well acted. Like I find it somewhat of a rarity in a horror movie where I really care about the, the actors and their characters. The family that is the subject of this movie, I gave a shit about from pretty much the jump. And that persisted, and I thought that was really cool. So nice speaks a lot to the actors themselves, screenplay, all all that mumbo jumbo. Uh, the only thing I'll say on the negative <laughs> side is that I thought it got weaker as it went, 
and that sounds like a bigger indictment than it really is. I just am trying to find something <laughs> sort of negative to say <laughs> about it. Um, I did not really like the ending. One thing in particular that was effects related, but uh, very, very much a recommend for anyone listening to this podcast because I'm sure you're a horror fan. It's a really well done movie, and I wish I could say more. Give it a watch. That movie again was. How did you watch it? Devil's Candy. I watched this one. Yeah, I rented this one straight up on Amazon. Okay. It's cool. a bit of nice. an expensive rent right now. Uh, if you want the HD, which trust me, you do. Uh, well, it just came char- out, right? Just I mean, came out. Yeah. The main character is a painter, so there's like a lot of great visual aspects to this movie. Um, okay. It's a bit of an expensive rent because it is new. Uh, also, but very metal. Worth it. Sounds like nice. Oh, also, the end credits of this movie are like the best end credits I've ever seen. I love them. (laughs) Well, that is a lot of high praise. It's a good movie. It could, it could, it could make another appearance uh, later in the year. Let's leave it at that. Oh, fair enough. I like that. Um, You got anything else? Nope. Go for it. All right. I don't have too much. Great, Jack. Um, I'm glad we have you go last. uh... Yeah. He's the closest. I've been listening to. A bunch of other podcasts on the Phantom Podcast Network. Mostly it's stuff that I can do while I'm playing Stardew Valley these days. Because um, that's what I do when I can't sleep a lot. And that's so... I've been spending most of my time playing Stardew Valley listening to podcasts. Um, I want to go back and <laughs> talk about so Death Dying and other things again. Um, Death Dying and other things is fucking terrific. Uh, the new episode dropped yesterday as we're recording this. They come out once a month on Thursdays. The new one's called Light. It's two stories about light and they're fucking unreasonably good it's it's well produced it's so well written it's you, just i can't say enough good shit about you it. sound like you're already jockeying for one of these sort of cross podcastination things having that guy on and talking to him i would love about to talk his, to him i think justin busky or busky i don't know how to say his last i'm sure name, we fucked that up let us know we're yeah we're, we're buddies on twitter so you know oh jack hit us up we're such good friends you twitter got a bona fide <laughs> bromance brewing I know, but anyway, I, I can't say enough good shit about that. And then the other one, speaking of your cross pollination, is I've been listening to a lot of the Nightmare Junkhead podcast um, on the Phantom Network, which is also really good. They, you know, fuck all these people that are well spoken and like stick to a theme, and they you know, fuck aren't those people? idiots or yeah, whatever. What are you fuck trying them, to say? But... <laughs> <laughs> they fuck all these people. Yeah, fuck all those people. Uh, but anyway, it's it's good podcast. Um, <laughs> You're not getting the joke. No, he's really um, not. Did I say they we're, fuck all We're these moving people? along. You did. It's okay. So we'll see. They, they would have picked up on that joke right away and probably run with it. Yeah, well. But anyway, it's this a pretty what we're cool podcast. So I've been, I've been digging back into their back catalog and listening to a lot of that shit. It's pretty good. Um, apart from that, I recently watched a horror short that I very much enjoyed. I think it's a uh, Blumhouse produced thing. I think they're trying to dig into shorts a little bit more and kind of... I think they're trying to do a whole vertical vertical integration thing in the horror genre. <laughs> they okay. get the viral um, short to start, and then they end up making it into a movie. That's what you're talking about? Vertical integration? I, I seriously think that's what they're trying to do, because I've never seen <laughs> Farm shorts to table, baby. Blumhouse before, and I this is, this is a Blumhouse short, or at least was released on Blumhouse. And the short is called I Should Have Run. It's like five minutes long or so, but it's beautiful. It's really artfully shot. It has a... Uh, it's kind of narrated... Um, while the character does the things and it has a, what, stopping in the woods on a snowy evening vibe to it, the narration, like it's really poetic. Um, okay. And that it's, it's beautiful in that way. It's beautifully shot. It's actually really creepy. It's just all around really good. Where'd you and see it's this? five minutes long. 
there's no reason not to watch it. Where'd you see it? Uh, I saw it on Blumhouse's website. I clicked through Twitter, but I think it's on YouTube too. It's called I Should Have Run. Interesting. All right. And it's really cool. The, the gist of it is like a, a woman walking home and some shit happens. But it's it's really well done and pretty unique in that world. So that's what's been rocking my horror world. Cool. Yeah. And I think that takes us to our feature presentation. Over at A to Z Horror.com this week, we watched 2007's 1408. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this was my pick. And the constraints with which I was shackled was that, Mark, you said the 2000s. And then, Jake, you said a psychological movie? I did I say psychological. Okay. A psychological thriller, um, if you will, Jack. Yeah. You will. So, you know, I, I picked I picked 1408 for a psychological movie from the 2000s. So let's do the following. Let's put okay. 30 seconds on the goddamn clock and have you tell us right. what this movie's about, and then we can get to asking you why. How about that? Fair enough. 30 seconds are on the clock, Jack. Okay. And that shit's going to start when you do. All right. John Cusack plays a skeptic author um, who writes about haunted hotel rooms. He hears about room 1408 in this hotel in New York that's supposed to be the most haunted thing ever. Uh, He checks into that hotel over a lot of consternation and struggling from the hotel's management, Sam Jackson. When he checks in, um, things escalate quickly and he realizes the hotel might actually be haunted and it starts to drive him crazy and eventually he escapes from the hotel room but then later is back in it and has to burn it down and then he writes about it. Okay, time. So you did one of these things where you gave a lot of detail on the front half and none on the latter half. <laughs> yeah, well. The latter half is the one that has the all latter the half shit in it. Had very little Sam Jackson in it, though. That's, that's a, fair. That's a valid point. That is a valid point. Uh, you did an okay job of, of breezing right through it, though. Better uh, than I usually do. I'm sure we'll beat a dead horse before this whole thing's over because kind of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, yeah, buddy. tell us why you picked this movie. Um, I panicked a little bit. Really? <laughs> as as I'm wont it's to crazy. do. Crazy, you never really? do that. I I don't know what it is, but something about... I was having a lot of trouble thinking about psychological horror movies from the 2000s. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, frankly, I couldn't move past The Descent, and I couldn't even really shoehorn... Like, I could kind of shoot... I mean, certainly I'm pretty good at shoehorning. I could, I could shoehorn that into psychological, but... <laughs> You know, just my, like my you could shoehorn Hills Have Eyes. Says the guy, yeah, yeah, that was my pick before that, so I wanted to get a little closer to the mark. <laughs> do a little less shoehorning. So. Well, okay, I'll give uh, you this. You hit the mark. Yeah. Uh, and and the other thing was I had never seen this movie, and I wanted to see it. Well, that's false, Jack. That's outright false, because you and I saw this movie in the theaters when it came <laughs> out. And I just wanted to bring Wait, this up, what? because for the first time ever, you were on a date and not me in this situation. That's probably why he so, doesn't remember. You, myself, and a, a young woman went to the theater. It was a, it was a whole it was a whole group. There were probably ten of us. That's was that can that even be a date? It, a high school date, yes. As a matter of fact, okay. It can. Well, you know that good for me. I I don't I blame do not, you. I do not remember that at all. Yeah, seriously, I don't blame you for repressing the memory. But we were talking about going to this movie for like weeks. And then it oh. happened, and we were so <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> so yep. it makes sense. With whom was I on a date? What was First that? name and last name. Come on, people. No, you're not school. outing names on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Veto. 
Okay. Well, tell me off air. Deal. Okay. So <laughs> I, on the other hand, had not seen this movie, and I can speak truthfully when I say that. Uh, I think I can too, though. No, yeah, you cannot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow Jack to because he's clearly suppressed it hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, great job, Jack. Let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres this thing fits into. All right. I get to go first. Psychological. Wow. Shocking. Nailed it. I think you Nailed missed the mark it. on that. Yep. Mark? All right, Jake. Mark. Oh, we're going to Mark next. Whoop. Mark. Whoop. I'm vamping. I don't even uh, have I'm going to go with Supernatural. That's, <laughs> That's such a, a bullshit safe category. One most Literally of the time. everything falls into Supernatural unless it's a slasher. No. Yeah. And some slashers do, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Many it's a, slashers. It's a broad category. Yeah. <laughs> that takes us to Jake. Yeah, I mean, I think that this has a lot of the trappings of what you'd see in a haunted house movie. Despite whether or not it pans out in such a way, uh, I would argue because I have to, it's my job, that this is it a haunted is house job. flick. Is someone going to come at me about that? Do, or can we just move on? No, I, I, I think I, that's perfect. I like that a lot. Okay, great. Thanks. I, I mean, it isn't a haunted house, right? It's a haunted room. But it, yeah, I but it's so it just being pedantic. Yeah, you're being. Yeah, but I mean, you're, you're, again. You're being a real dick cheese, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, okay. You know, I don't. Uh, pass? Okay. No, you're not passing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can only redact your answer. You can't pass yet. Um, Man, you're stuck like John radio. Cusack. Holy shit. Tra- I, I, am, I am very stuck a Jack, lot you're like trapped. John Cusack. You're trapped like a rat. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you this. We've talked about this before. Uh, it was a necessary and sufficient type argument, and Jack butchered the hell out of it. Is this also is this also a ghost movie? There's ghosts in it. There's a weird. They're kind of like digital representations maniac. of ghosts. They look like a, like a VHS tape remnant. So they're I don't. They're not really ghosts. I mean, I get what you're saying, but there's a lot of fucking ghosts in this movie. He gets attacked by. Wait, I don't think they're wait, ghosts. So they're Jack, just manifestations Jack, of the Jack, room. Jack. <laughs> Jack. What? Are you arguing what? that it's not a ghost movie because you don't like how the ghosts look? <laughs> No, what's no. I'm saying I don't think they're ghosts. I think they're they're not the souls of the dead people. I think they're just the evil room manifesting things to fuck with John Cusack. Ghosts. Not ghosts. It's just manifesting things. Oh, ghosts, not ghosts. Ghosts, comma, not ghosts. <laughs> yeah, sub, like the zombies in whatever video game that is. They're Go- not zombies. <laughs> Ghost, parentheses, manifestations. No, they're... they're ah... <laughs> You did this. To I don't yourself. think it's a ghost movie. What you a did stupid goddamn argument movie. that was. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. No, it's Jack's fault. Mark, do you have anything else? I, I went with ghost. It's your turn. No. <laughs> Jake says no. <laughs> he just says no. Jake passed. It's not my turn. Uh, I don't think there is anything else. I think we've pretty much covered it. All right. Yeah. I mean, quick trip around the horn. Does anyone want to say anything? I don't no, think you do. I think that's all the subgenres. <laughs> I no. don't think you do. So, Jake. Yeah. To start actually talking about this movie, you were throwing me a lot of shit in the chat for making you watch this. Yeah. You, you were not excited to watch this even a little bit. I know, right? What up with that? <laughs> this what is a movie, so that? I am the only one who hasn't seen this movie. It's pretty rare on the podcast that I have not seen. Well, that's not clear. Unless it's a new release. <laughs> It's clear. It's clear as mud. 
unless it's a new release, it's pretty rare that I haven't seen the flick that we're reviewing. And this is a rare treat, uh, except for the fact that I hadn't seen this movie because it never once even came close to interesting me. Something about it just seems like, fuck John Cusack. Okay, that's why. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fuck that guy. Could you cast a more like utterly disinterested person? I get that's I don't the want, role, but yeah, he plays it so well. I just so don't want well. to watch it. Fuck yeah. that guy. No, Even, I just don't. I, no. I don't know if I actually like John Cusack. Like, I, I like to say anything. I don't. I, like I fucking Fidelity. hate that guy. Oh, I love John Cusack. No, He's just you. terrible. I mean, he's great in this, which is why no, it's so bad. No, Mark, you cannot be both a fan of the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago Black Sox. You can't do that. Well, yeah, you definitely can't be a fan of the Chicago Black Sox. White Sox. I'm drunk. (laughs) God. Your drunkenness makes you say the exact opposite of the word you intended to say. (laughs) It's a very specific level of drunk. In in, in Jake's defense, he probably is also a fan of the Chicago Black Hawks. He is. That's what happened. All the Chicago. And he's mistaken about that, too. Go Pens. All Pens. All day. Fuck the Pens. You can't be a fan of Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. You can't do it. It's it's a little strange, but aside from that, I do like John Cusack, and I really I don't. don't care about baseball. Yeah, so. I lost track of what that analogy was, too. Are you, you saying can't... you can't like John Cusack in Say Anything and like John Cusack in this? No, he's saying he doesn't like John Cusack as a person because John Cusack yeah. as a person likes both Chicago baseball teams. The monster. And he, oh, I didn't know that about John Cusack. And he you buddies up John to like Cusack. Eddie Vedder at the World Series. Well, it's because I thought he was a White Sox fan. And then I was watching the World Series last year and he's like sitting by Eddie Vedder. And I'm a Cubs fan, so I'm like, fuck you. I don't like him now. That's weird. You can't do both. You're sullying the Cubs by association. It's garbage. Fuck that guy. Mark, I I would wager some number of drinks that Jake has never seen another John Cusack movie. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. But instead, wait, 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 wait. wait. Instead of instead of another a number of drinks, the loser has to watch a bad horror movie. Done. Uh, Jake's a horror movie of the other person's choice. A horror movie of Jake's choice. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Done. Cheers through Skype. Yeah. Done. Jake, solve this riddle. Have you seen another John Cusack? Movie? I don't know. You have to start listing me his filmography. I oh my shit, god, that's really bad for oh me. Oh my god, <laughs> that bodes so poorly that, that for me. Bode well. Have you seen Say Anything? No. Have you seen High Fidelity? No. That exhausts my John Cusack knowledge. <laughs> uh, have you seen Twenty Twelve? No. Oh, uh, I, I have seen that one. Fuck, I forgot he was in that. Oh, have yo, seen, check, Mark, this, we about- check this out though. Both he and Samuel were in another Stephen King thing just like this year, that shitty Cell movie. Cellular. Yeah, Cell. Damn it, Cell. That's like me saying Black Sox. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost the exact same thing. The Chicago Black Sox. Uh, The Thin Red Line. I bet you've seen The Thin Red Line. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It's It's a World War II movie about the Pacific Theater. Oh, I'd probably love that one, actually. Yeah, I haven't seen it though. Oh, I'm being honest Jake, with you right me. now. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a classy guy. Have you seen? Okay, okay, okay. Here's a good one. Identity, another horror movie. Nope. Oh, f- mm, the fuck. Who, Mark, you're gonna have to watch some shit here. You've probably I'm actually seen, looking. You've probably I'm seen at his, Oh Child? no, no, I've seen John Cusack movies, dude. Here we go. Fuck. Here we what go. Have you seen? I've definitely seen Con Air. So oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck, Con Air. I forgot he was Con in Air. That. Damn it. The savior. I should have gotten there. He's in. Dude. I should have gotten there. He's in Stand by Me too. I should have known that. He's the older brother in Stand by Me. That's a long time ago. I love that movie. I didn't know you'd seen Stand by. Another me. Another Stephen a, King movie, what? notably. I thought we were friends. 
So, Jack, you lost, right? I very much lost. I did not remember John Cusack was in Con Air, in my defense. Con Air, if if a human being has not seen Con Air, then we have a problem. Yeah. Can we do an A to Z horror reviews Con Air? I think so. <laughs> I when want- we have a Patreon, maybe one of our levels will be like, we put out a once a month podcast about a not horror movie. I like that. I like that concept. And Jack, I just want to talk pick, about The Humminbird. I'm going to pick your movie at random. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> At random from what? From just a, like a random horror movie generator list? No. So describe your parameters. Uh, I'm going to our site, and I'm going to randomly click on one of our horror release roundups. And, and whatever you're going to one of my one. bottom ones? Yeah. Motherfucker. Oh, so, God. I really don't... Here Mark, comes... I, I'd like to have not made this bet with you. <laughs> here comes the click. We're in. Oh, God. <laughs> this is actually really suspenseful. I'm actually nervous. Oh, you're, I think you're nervous. actually getting away scot-free with this one. So I clicked on June 2016, and your I bottom remember one... remember it as a month. Your bottom one is an anthology. Oh. Monsterland. Okay. okay, well, that'll at least... That seems, <laughs> that seems like Stupid. you got away real God. easy. No, you're yeah, not I could have done much, much worse. That I could have done much, much so worse. so bad. Was well, that also Jack's my bottom Monsterland. one? What was my bottom one? Neon Demon. Oh, oh, and well, interestingly enough, you guys, I swear to God, this was random. I fucking swear. My bottom one, sell. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes full serious. circle. So we spent a long time talking about not this movie. Uh, I don't really want to talk about this movie. Yeah. You, you asked me a question. I didn't seem I did. excited. I was and, not excited. And, and I you watched, didn't make the bet in your defense. You didn't I, derail us there. I watched the movie. You did. You haven't seen Say Anything, though? I do like Say Anything. I haven't seen it. We're going to get back to the movie, though, because you're trying to get us on track. Shut the fuck up. Jake, you should have at least watched Say Anything for the sheer number of times Mark has stood outside your window holding a (laughs) boombox playing in your eyes. That whole time, he didn't think I was referencing anything. He thought that was like a unique, organic expression of friendship. I haven't (laughs) seen Say Anything because I know about that. That's There's fair. more to say anything than I that. don't think there, there really, is. really isn't, Jack. There's the one thing that we've constantly referenced on here about not wanting to trade things that are bought or processed or whatever. Or and buy a... things that are traded or processed or sell things that are <laughs> bought, traded, or processed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's definitely not the line also. There, there's, that. <laughs> there's that. We need a healthy dose of Scarecrow else. right now. So we're back, and we're back to talk about the movie, and I'll tell you what I want to talk about first. What's that? This supposed $800 bottle of cognac that Sam Jackson plies. So you're just going to jump right in. You're going to jump right past the (laughs) integral scene in the entire movie. Typical Jack maneuver. I want to start in eight two. If you you would like to go through the movie plot point by plot point, I'm I'm more than happy to do that. The movie opens on a highway drenched in rain. And what interests you is the (laughs) bottle of cognac? Uh, it's hey, it's also a pretty subtle plot point. Yeah, it is. Because if you know French, you get at it. Exactly. Yeah. It's called the 50, title of this bottle. Dead title of this bottle of cognac. Yeah, it's called Fifty Seven Deaths. Oh, gotcha. Fifty Six Deaths. No, Fifty Seven. Yeah. No, no, it's called Fifty Seven Deaths. No, there have been Fifty Six Deaths in the room. Oh. So it's foreshadowing yeah. John Cusack's death that didn't actually che- happen. Chekhov's bottle of cognac. Chekhov's bottle of cognac, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but also, 
what whatever else is happening in this room, if you're Sam Jackson, why are you giving him this bottle of cognac? Is Sam Jackson in on it? I'm a little bit confused about this. None of this is happening. He died at the beginning surfing on his longboard. Hence my beer choice. Thank you, Mark. You know the bottom. You got to the bottom of this. Is that actually what happened? All this movie is is his death brain thing happening. He's manufacturing a thing. Very wrong about about hotels and they're haunted. No, fuck you. You're that's just wrong. That's why longboard is the beer, Jack. No, I'm drunk enough to believe you. So be honest with me. Is that actually what this movie's about? No, absolutely not. That is such a stupid cop out of a narrative device. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. I believe it. Damn it. Let's uh. Let's. There's an alternate. That that could be the alternate uh, there because there's an alternate ending of this movie where he Bro. dies in the fire. So so to wait, recap, wait, 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 to wait, recap, wait, 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 wait. to start our review, Jack went straight into Act Two, and then went straight into the very no. end of the movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'll acknowledge That's that. About right. I was doing a fervent timeout gesture. Say everything you said again, Jack, for the listener. Uh, Jake, your your proposed plot to me makes more sense if they'd gone with the alternate ending where he dies in the fire so i watched this movie okay and he died in a fire did you watch some special edition with the alternate ending i don't know where do you watch that's not it? the theatrical ending how'd you he die in a fire how'd you watch it jake uh amazon did nothing happen after he died in the fire they had a funeral for him you watched the alternate, you somehow, because I also watched this on Amazon, you somehow watched some kind of deluxe remastered edition that only included the alternate ending. Oh, You God. genuinely only saw the alternate ending. Wow. Yeah, he, he burned that mother down, and they had a funeral, and Samuel, like, came with his belongings, his wife turned it down, and he left, and his, like, charred body was in the, like, jump scare. <laughs> In the back yeah, of Samuel's car. That is actually the alternate Wait, ending whoa, to his movie. Whoa, whoa, seriously? There's a jump scare where the charred body of John Cusack is in the back of Sam Jackson's car? Yeah. That's what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, how'd you do that? Jake, I watched I watched this on Amazon as well, and I got the I got the normal ending. I did not do the like free stars trial, so I bet that's the difference between the a- Amazon movie and whatever stars is streaming. Oh. The Amazon wants like the deluxe remastered edition must be. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because that's the ending of the Stephen King horror story, because this is based on a Stephen King story. So, listener, there are multiple endings to this movie. They have <laughs> both been spoiled. <laughs> we'll spoil fucking everything. Cheers. Okay, wait. Oh, that, wow. That brings up a larger philosophical question. If there are multiple Does like, it? paths through a movie, can you spoil any any individual path? Yes. Okay. You can, you can literally spoil all of the individual paths. I mean, hard yes. Oh, okay. So I'm now <laughs> I'm just, concerned I, as long that as like, the rest that. of the movie that I watched is also different from what you guys saw. No, no, no. So I, I yeah, I, I actually read up on the differences between the, the like, because I wanted to know about it. So I read up on what the wow. like, theatrical ending versus the special ending are. And really the only difference is here, after he burns the room down, he... There's a few more scenes. We probably got like another 15 minutes of movie. That's generous. Another three minutes of movie, maybe. Okay. Well, you know. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily like, so the fire happens, and it's not necessarily a short amount of time after that that the movie that I saw ended. Like, they have a whole funeral thing. 
Sammy comes. He tries to give her a box. She won't take the box. They don't so, want to know what's in the box. He gets in the car. <laughs> what's in the box? There's a jump scare with Cusack's charred body in through the rearview mirror. And then there's like a scene of the dolphin from outside. And Cusack is like with his daughter via audio. So the audio part with his daughter happens. Okay. But he doesn't, he doesn't end up dead, right? He, he Wow, so you guys saw a much happier movie than me. Yes, and that they changed it because the studio thought the version you saw was too dark. It was pretty dark. I was like, Whoa. which now I wish I had seen that one. That sounds much better. Mm-hmm. And that's how the story ends, as it yeah. should. That's story. a better ending. Also, this is fascinating because this story, fourteen oh eight, Stephen King just started writing a bullshit horror novel for his book on writing, which is the best book I've ever read. But he, he just King, started dude. like shitting out a horror novel to be like, this is the process of how I write a book. But when he was doing that, he was like, nope, this is going to make me a lot of money. I'm actually going to actually turn this into a story. So he did and made it 1408 and it was turned into a major motion picture. Yeah. So okay, I wish I had that co- superpower. We've now oh kind of got cover to cover via Jack's bullshit. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about this bottle of cognac Jack, for three seconds. And Jack then he shit. fire happens. And then, and then the end, what did you guys think of the end? Jake, you're the one who brought up, the ending because no, it was all because none you had, of it happened because you had you mentioned said none the fire. of it happened eh, okay guys guys let's zoom out a little bit <laughs> focus ourselves what do you think this movie did right exactly okay i like the early jump scares a lot what i really like the jump scare yeah when he's looking when the room is like first going nuts on him when he first gets into the room I like the buildup. I like him being a skeptic. I like him first going into the room and being like, yeah, this is all bullshit. Oh, it's a good trick. They turned it down. This is the most helpful ghost I've ever seen. Sure. Like, I like all that. That's all really good. And then when he is stuck in the room and trying to get out, like he's hurt his hand and he's like, okay, I'm actually hurt now. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm actually trying to leave. And the knob falls off and all that shit happens. Yeah. He, like, I like himself. him looking across the street and like seeing a mirrored version of himself, but not wearing the same clothes in the window across the street. And I love when the, like that person gets attacked and he turns around and you think you see something attacking him. That's a great jump scare. Okay. I don't disagree. I like that. I don't disagree and with I, I like that. all of those early jump scares. I think what this movie did right is kind of to your point. I think that it started off fairly well. Uh, the yes. acting is good. I shat on John Cusack for being fucking, I don't know. A serial In your fan. Eyes. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, he's too promiscuous. You can't be a promiscuous fan. <laughs> he and Samuel, like that's good acting. It's there. The chops are there. Uh, and you also have that build that is very reminiscent of your more classic haunted house type fixtures. Like he comes to the hotel. It's classy. There's some conversation with people that are kind of like strangely involved with the hotel and mysterious all uh the shining they're like bus boys dude come on <laughs> sam it's jackson normal. gives him an 800 dollar bottle yeah. of cognac for some fucking reason all that was pretty good and then he gets in the room i totally agree with you on the early you're calling him jump scares i think it was just kind of like plot progression um, well the claw hammer maniac guy is definitely a jump scare that's a jump scare that's the only one well, right. a few jump he, he, the the claw hammer maniac recur- recurs throughout, and each time he is a jump scare. Right, and every eh. time it involves a mirrored image or an actual mirror. Yeah, <laughs> everything that happened after the uh, 
thermostat scene was downhill to me. With the with well, so, okay, so that's actually one thing I was gonna say. The first with act, Senator Clay Davis from The Wire. The, she. Thank you, thank you for contributing that piece of analysis. That's important. The, that's important. Yeah, Mark. Analysis, what the fuck? Man. The first and second Don't act. Don't take of this that movie, attitude. The first and second act of this movie are great. They they're really good at the setup. <laughs> they are. Uh, you get an incredible amount of, of like, well, like we're here in the first place, psychological horror, right? Uh, they're really setting up, honestly, the, the line that Samuel L. Jackson says from the elevator as he's like screaming at John Cusack as he walks away, uh, where he's just like, it's an evil fucking room. They really yeah. needed to play that up a lot more. Cause that's a great line. I, I think they played it up perfectly. That's probably true, actually. The fact that I want more is a pretty good indication of the fact that they did it right. But yeah, 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 yeah. I would say you're 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 kind of with John Cusack through that part, right? You're thinking of him like maybe they're just doing a really good job of pretending their hotel is haunted and like playing that up hard. Uh, but maybe not. If you're going in cold, maybe. But I doubt you're going in cold. I mean, when this came out, it was it was advertised heavily you knew exactly what was gonna fucking happen to him in that room so sure. but i think the acting was good enough to still make me feel that way yeah, it's fair that's fair uh the other thing i would say they did really well here and it's i mean it's kind of just because it's a fishbowl but they did the set design really really well i i like the way even even the weird like uh bed and uh breakfast that he stays at the very beginning is designed all of the sets in this movie are really great at actually kind of setting the scene Absolutely. And and I think um, I'm with you there, Mark. The other thing I think they do very, very well is something that's crucial to horror movies. They cut off resources, right? They make you feel isolated. Like they every avenue of anything that John Cusack could have to do with this, they cut off. Yeah. They make it clear that like, yeah, you thought of that. We did too. And it doesn't work. Check it out. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. what makes horror movies fucking terrifying. You're going through your checklist in your head like, okay, try and break, try and go out the door. Oh, the door doesn't work. Try and break down the door. I bet I could break down that door, and then there's nothing behind the door. Try and call your wife. Oh, your cell phone doesn't work. Try and crawl out the window. Oh, there's an infinite ledge to nothingness. Oh, my God. That scene worked, man. <laughs> try and signal down to the street by throwing shit at them. Oh, it sizzles out of existence. It zooped away. When it, that it, was <laughs> like the same type shit from Cabin in the Woods, man. Exactly the yeah. same. I, I actually don't think that that scene itself works particularly well because the effects are kind of dorky. Oh. But yeah. I get that it's important in order to show that he's like trying to get out of the room because otherwise everyone would be screaming at the screen like, oh, just throw a fucking chair out the window. Easy. No, for yeah. sure. Go yeah. through the air vent. That doesn't but work But the effects either. were weird choices. Like I was talking about the not ghosts earlier. Why did it make them look like digital artifacts on a video? Like why did they look like that? Well, now we're getting into the realm of what it doesn't do right. Uh, Jack or Jake, do you have anything to add to the what the movie does right? I feel like that's a pretty short list. We talked a while. Yeah. I mean, I think throughout, I would commend the acting on the whole. Like, these are not bad actors in this movie. Right, this right. is a $25 million movie that definitely spent really? a decent amount of that. Yeah. yeah. They definitely spent a decent amount of that on securing these actors. Uh, Definitely a higher grade than what we typically see from more of the indie variety, I guess you could say. But outside of that, I just, I don't have much else to say. 
I agree with you yeah. about the cutting off resources thing. Totally. It did that effectively enough. Cool. So what did it do wrong, Mark, to finish your thought? Well, <laughs> exactly what we were already saying. Uh, I forgot what we were saying. Nice. <laughs> Scared. So I'll, I'll go then. For me, this movie takes a hard turn as soon as the really crazy shit starts happening. Right? As soon as, like, it just gets really bad and unwatchable for me once there's a lot of ghosts and people crawling after him in the vents and shit's going really crazy with the effects. It just, it doesn't work. Nothing after that worked for me and I didn't give a shit about anything. After so that. I agree with you and you know why it didn't work for me? This movie why? is such a PG-13 movie, right? Yes. That yeah. doesn't always have to be an indictment, but it is It is here. Case. Like it's yeah. just doing so many things that don't have any amount of punch to me it just it it misses the mark like what was good about it is like you said cutting off resources but you can do that with restraint i do think that the infinite ledge scene that's restraint the kind of that was creepy, good that was like, great scene guy across yeah. the way that's restraint when you start going crazy with the paintings going haywire the dude which is such a events for no reason stupid fucking bullshit scene where all the water comes into the room Oh, oh my, my god. god, that's my least favorite scene. And there's, Fucking a, and there's a lot scene. of that. And there's a lot of that. And I think that what it's doing is it's just grasping at air, thin air, for like, what can we do here? It's that's just, gonna they have stay a huge budget realm. and they have the effects to try something. Well, and the funny thing is... It's, they, it's not effective. We've, no, we've talked not. about We've talked about stuff like this before where it's sort of like uh, a funhouse ride where, or like we also frequently relate to The Last Shift where you're going from like scare to scare to scare to whatever... And generally, those seem to work okay. Uh, in this one, though, they choose really weird fears to jump between. They they focus on all these, like, what should be, I guess, what we've called adult fears in the past. Where, obviously, they focus on, like, the kid, whatever her name was, Katie, dying. And then they have, like, the random scene in the, in the bathroom where he's like, As I am, you will be. Oh, old age is very scary. <laughs> Stupid. And yeah. then you have the scene where he like looks at himself in the mirror and he disappears, like his just entity is gone. Like what? Why? Why? Why are we? This is way too Twilight Zoney for a blockbuster movie. Twilight Zone is a great way to describe it because it gets so much more that way after he escapes from the room, and then he goes to the post office. <laughs> and all the postal workers bashed out all the walls, and he's back in the room, which... Wait, 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 Jack, uh, Jack, 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 you're missing something. He took a detour double IPA away from the plot. <laughs> no, you're missing something else. None of that happened because of the longboard accident he had. It's all just a continual <laughs> manifestation of his last memory. I really no, hated, I was never really there. fucking hated him getting the call from, like, the, the concierge to, like... You can use our express checkout. And then a noose drops from the ceiling. I actually, so... I really liked that scene. <laughs> I hated it. Oh, oh, fuck. Talk about it. Do it. I think that, oh. I think that worked great. It just injects what? a little bit did, of dry did... humor into the situation. I, I, yeah, I don't see why you would In a movie like where it. none of that, like, it doesn't belong there. A movie that showed a lot more restraint could get away with some dry humor there. A movie that just went bananas on every way it could did, does not get away with that. I mean, that's fair. I, I think they, it's weird to say, but I don't think they play up the character of the room enough. 
If that's the route they're going to go, I get what you're saying. If that's the route they're going to go, but that, you can that's give what I'm the saying. room That's the route they went at exactly one point, and the point that it went there was when it called him and told him to hang himself. Yeah, Because that's he fair. has free will. <laughs> <laughs> that, they made a big focus on free will all of a sudden. Well, and the funny thing is, uh, if the room really thinks you have to kill yourself using free will or whatever, then why were there 22 natural deaths that occurred in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody like, drowned uh, in his soup. That that sucks, man. I hate it when I drown in my soup. It would soup. take a fucking shitload of effort to kill yourself with a bowl of soup. Oculus could do it. I'll tell you what. I have I have another huge problem with this movie. It's it's the thing I wanted to bring up at the very first, but I forgot about I it. I hope it's the same thing I was going to say. I have a large qualm with this movie as well. So, right. Mark, is I, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, but is the issue you have something legally related? Legal related? Uh, I'm sure it's I have not. No idea what you're trying to get at here, Jack. I'm sure it's not. Is it? Is it say an effect that's used in like 30 other movies that is no. equally immersion no, no, no. breaking in all of them? My issue is the whole reason this movie happens. The whole reason this movie's able to happen. The civil rights law from the 1960s or whatever. John Cusack's book publishing company Has is a able lawyer. to. They won't let him stay in room 1408. But his book publishing company finds something in the like civil rights law that a lot that means they have to rent him a room that they have. Makes sense to well, me. Every you have to you a hotel's not allowed to not rent out a room if it exists as a room in that building. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's like martial law. It's martial law. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm, I'm right pretty sure it. it's uh, that's the that's the Third Amendment, right? <laughs> Some, something about quartering people in your hotel. <laughs> it's Article 13 of the Constitution. Our yeah, yeah, president yeah, yeah. would probably believe that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that uh, was not the qualm I had. No, do Mark, you want Mark, to that is a major qualm. About- that's the only reason this movie happens. Because if this was actually a thing. You, you, you're more than welcome to just bar off a room and not rent it out. That's allowed. I don't know. It didn't bother me because I'm not a lawyer. Well, you know. yeah. Jack's barely go. a lawyer. I think Mark's talking about Hans <laughs> Wilhelm. Oh, my God. That scream. <laughs> Every single fucking time they show the brick that says, burn me alive. There's the, the Wilhelm scream. Fucking There's a- Wilhelm scream. It's the goddamn fire bat from Starcraft. Just what the fuck? Why are you inserting that sound effect? <laughs> that was a deep pull. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was. It it is immersion breaking. That's what it does. You know what? You know what it harkens back to? It harkens back to the the green Power Rangers Zord in uh, no. in the Babadook. No, no. Oh my god! No, Mark's exactly right. The that 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 the. The monster in the Babadook would make the sound that the green, that that the green dragon Tommy Oliver's Zord, the dragon Zord, would make when it came out of the water. That it's it's a long and story the sound that the Babadook using, would make. Uh, I guess open source sound effects that have that have like lost their and, copyright. And by the way, it's terrible. I've done a sounding. tremendous amount of research on this, and I still haven't found that to be the case online. I still think that's a theory I developed myself. What? You definitely didn't. De- nope. Veto. What? I, I think I'm the idea. only person to hearken it to the Green Ranger Zord. 
There's, should, I don't think that exists online. That was me. You should yeah. make a movie about it. It's literally the exact same sound effect. So it's not a theory as much as it is a fact. Is that it you just observed. is? Yeah, but I'm the first one to observe Great. it. Mm, doubt that. Uh, <laughs> find it online for me. That's been I'm gonna, a year and a half. It's probably there now. I'm going to piss off a generation of people. And by a generation of people, I mean the one listener to our podcast that we have and point out that the other one, the other time that a frequently reused soundbite is also employed is uh cops always. Anytime there's police officers like showing up at a scene and you can hear their, their uh, radio crackle. It's always the same fucking radio transmission of like, I, I, I don't know what they're saying, but it's in every single fucking movie. Once you hear it, yeah. you never not hear it. Was it in this it's movie? It's also in a lot of video games. It was not in this movie. Open source just So why are you chatter. talking about it? <laughs> because it's the same thing, man. I don't have know. You never, have you never listened to our podcast before? We go straight off the rails every single <laughs> Mark, time. Mark, Mark, Mark. At least he's not Mark. talking about the Mystic Knights of Tir Nanag. <laughs> My favorite Mark. move is the Destructo Disc. Mark, Jack. <laughs> Jack, Mark. Yeah, buddy. Can we talk about the stock New York City footage from a plane for a second? <laughs> or a helicopter? It's pretty terrible stock footage. Okay, yeah, we can move on now. You see what I just did there? You did a jack. I get it. That was pretty funny. That was funny. I liked it. It's a callback, Mark. That's what they're called. I like that. Thanks. I like calling back two things. I like that I actually didn't get the joke and was happy with him getting us back on track with that. Oh, my God. That's way worse. (laughs) That failed. (laughs) What else did this movie do poorly, guys, in all seriousness? I I wanted to put in one little plug here. We, We did... No. Uh, say the acting was great, and I do agree with that. Yeah. The acting's great. Oh, no, it's good. The problem is casting John Cusack, who is one yeah, of the most fuck that guy. disinterested actors. Like, he's really good at playing disinterested people in a role that is made for him to play in a just wholly disinterested and jaded author. He plays it so well that he sets the tone for the entire movie of just being wildly disinteresting. I can't so tell if that's a praise or not. I think it's praise, and I, yeah. I liked it. It's well, but here's what it's, it did it's for praise because he does a good job, but it's it's a knock because it makes the movie as a whole worse. So you're just saying you don't like John Cusack either? No, I fucking love John Cusack. <laughs> but no, the you role, don't. I don't think you do. I guess you're what I'm saying. I guess you're what I'm saying, saying you're incapable of being interested in the movies. In Mark? No, what I'm saying yes. is the character of whatever the hell his name is, Enslin, Eslin, in this. Is we don't know. Uh, Mike, <laughs> there's the literally no way is. to find out. Uh, <laughs> is written such that if it's played well, the the better it's played, the worse the movie gets. So John Cusack I, makes has the issue of playing him really well and making the movie worse. I guess as a result. that does speak to it being a better story than it is a movie, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, but here's what it did for me. I really loved the scene where after he's accepted that something weird is fucking happening in this hotel room. Maybe I was drugged. Maybe it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going crazy. I don't know what it is. And he kind of like gets back inside, right? It's when he almost falls off the ledge and then that ghost woman jumps out and he gets back in. He, All right. Time's over. Now I'm back inside. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and then he, and he can't. You know, he has the argument with Tiny Sam Jackson. That's a terrible scene. Um, well, but it's, it's terrible, but it's also the best scene in the entire movie because he goes ham on a fucking mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's, but he, so that's easily the best scene in the movie. I, I think this character would have been at where I'm at at that point, which is, okay, now something fucked up is happening in this hotel. I'm either crazy or I've been drugged 
or it's supernatural. Whatever the case is, I clearly can't fight it. So my solution is, I'm just going to chug some fucking brandy and pass the fuck out. And he clearly has a part of that, but not enough to actually chug enough to pass. Because if I'm if I'm drugged, cool. I'll just be so drugged that fuck it. Or, or well, I'll pass out till I'm a little bit less crazy, because I think that's how mental health works. Or Jack, the room's crazy and it'll kill me in my sleep. Jack, the whole point was that he couldn't find any alcohol because mini Sam Jackson was living in the mini fridge. He had a literally right after that. He grabs the bottle of cognac from the bedside table. Well, literally the next. Scene. You don't chug cognac, and starts drinking Jack. it. He's and still he a classy motherfucker. Fire. I I'm saying he would and I would because he and I we think alike. At that point, you're just like fuck it. This is why he gave it to me. I'm drinking this free bottle of cognac. No, but at that point, I'm like, fuck it. Either my mind is broken, or I've been drugged, or I can't beat this supernatural hotel. Whatever the case, I'd rather be passed the fuck out. That's fair. And they didn't do it in this movie, but it would be something similar that you've seen in, like, I feel like Oculus heavily implied it. Uh, where you yes. go to you go to drink it, and then, like, nothing comes out, or, like, flies come out, or, like, you start chewing something on like a that light bulb happened, or something. Right? But he was allowed to drink it. So, you know, when you have the opportunity, just go nuts. It's a very compassionate room. Nothing like that fucking hell beast of a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch Oculus. We really should. Given it an, Oculus, Oculus is what this movie should have been. I'm willing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't like Oculus at all. So <laughs> Really? Okay. Except for Karen Gillan. I love Karen between Gillan. Between those wow. two mov- between these two movies, which one do you prefer? This one or Oculus? Oculus because of Karen Gillan. Well, there you go. Settled. Yeah. I have literally... It's close, because Sam Jackson's also pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I have literally nothing else to say here. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. After after shit starts going absolutely crazy, I lost total interest, and full disclosure, I did fall asleep a little bit. Because, uh... Well, the well, only interesting, just, the only interesting thing was that apparently we saw different movie endings, but we already hammered that one into the fucking ground, so... Yeah, we we did that immediately. We saved that for the very first part of the show, so... Yeah, well, you gotta save some team. things for the now, start, Mark. John Cusack <laughs> holding a boombox outside our window will play us into the ratings. We over at ADZ Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Larry King would rate the chances that he paints his bald spot. Paint your bald spot? I don't. Do you paint your bald spot? Paint your bald spot? Mm, sick. And for 10, think of how Harry Osborne, as portrayed by James Franco, would rate the pie. How's the pie? So good. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Uh, I guess this was my pick, so I'm going first. And I'm going to give it a 7 for story. I really dig the story on this. It benefits a lot from being a really good Stephen King novel or a short story, but I, I think it's a, a really interesting premise and does a lot to control your avenues of safety, which makes it feel really isolating and, and scary. I like the story a lot. It's not perfect and there's a lot wrong with it. And I think pacing fits into here and the movie is paced pretty poorly, but um, overall I think the story is, is above average. It's a seven. <laughs> What a setup. I think everything sucks, but, uh, eh, fuck no, it's, a good, it's a good overall story. It's just poorly executed <laughs> upon. I'm pretty drunk. Okay. This bomber is really rocking okay. the world. Mark, how about you? 
Uh, I can't disagree with you too much. I gave it a six, and it, like you said, it's purely on a conceptual level. The fact that this is, you know, a, a Stephen King story is doing a lot of work for yeah. for the script, uh, and then everywhere where, where the they screenwriters had to differed do stuff. from the actual <laughs> original movie, yeah, every everywhere the screenwriters came in and did things, uh, they're the ones that are responsible for things being brought from a good high concept movie down to a slightly better than average movie about an evil yeah. fucking room. It's an evil fucking it's getting, room. For the record, it's getting it's getting a full point of bonus just because of Sam Jackson's line of it's an evil <laughs> fucking room. Jake, how about you? Ready for story? Uh, this is definitely the best movie I've ever seen about a guy who dies in a surfing accident <laughs> in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> On a longboard while taking a detour. Yeah, I don't think exactly. his surfboard was long. I don't think it was long. It's hard. It was definitely it was a longboard. He it would no, it was definitely a longboard. Great, then my beer holds true. I win. You a big um, surfer, Mark? I can tell the difference between a fucking longboard sure and a shortboard. There's like three feet of difference. I can. I've seen a lot of rocket power, Ooh. so Ooh. I'm pretty sure Ooh. I know my shit. You you may continue, Jake. I'm trying to rate this thing. <laughs> well, I would like to debate power. Mark about rocket power, Just, but know. that'll come later. Yeah, well, that'll come later. Um, it's second. hard because I saw a different movie than you guys. <laughs> like a very, <laughs> it, this is unprecedented. A very clear element to the story that I think is better than whatever bullshit you described where he survives. That's what I saw. And I'm still going to give it a six. I think that, no, fuck that. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Because he died. Sure. Put it right in the fucking middle. Great. Well, exactly. I, I, From a conceptual standpoint, that idea of being trapped and beholden to whatever's happening within that evil fucking room, it is a good one. Um, more to come on my other thoughts, though. <laughs> All right. Well, world more building and immersion. More to come on, listener. Quick. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I have is a quick question for Jake. All kidding aside... All kidding aside, does he actually die in the longboarding accident in the one you saw? Or does he survive and then go to the hotel? That, that's that's Jake's interpretation. Mark, he... I'm, yeah, I'm actually like, literally no, wondering I, I, whether or not it was a drowning accident when he died in your version no. of the movie. I think all I'm saying is I think it's a little bit weird that it like comes back into play. It clearly is trying to make you think, but it's not clever enough to have pulled that off seamlessly. Like he dies in a fire at the end of the okay, movie. Okay. Okay. When he dies. So the answer is no, he dies in the, that was Jake's fan the theory about the alternate that ending would... of this movie. Yeah. And you, and you don't let me fucking have it. No, I don't immersion <laughs> Jack. So this is an interesting one because this is two very different categories. It is split exactly at the halfway point of this movie. The first half of this movie would get a pretty high score, get like a seven. The second half of this movie would get like a three. So it's going to average out to a to five for me because that, that's what it actually averages out to. That's Jack, numbers. That is such a cop out of a rating. But honestly, it's terrible. Yeah, ooh, that, that made me feel bad. <laughs> what are you giving it? Well, I also gave it a five. Uh, oh, my God. Fuck you. <laughs> no, the thing is, Jack's totally right. It's it's wildly good in the setup, and then when the payoff happens, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
it's slightly better than average, and then they add the fucking Wilhelm scream, and you're like, okay, well, I I can't even, uh, I can't I can't even. So I knocked it a point for the and, Wilhelm. Yeah, scream. and the first part was was so it ended such up good five. immersion that I was willing to ignore the absurdly stupid legal bullshit by which he got to access the room. I kind of I kind of like those things actually. As as crazy as they are, I like it when movies and stories try to set up even even if it's fucking ridiculous the rationale behind how things happen i like it when they go through the effort of actually like providing a rationale so i mark i know what you're talking about and i like that too but i like it when they at least give it a throwaway line like i like it when they acknowledge this is a thing you're worried about it and we're telling you not to worry about it but this they dwelled on for too long they gave this more that's what i'm saying they dwelled on it okay I, i guess that's fair I, I don't mind it when they dwell on it. As long as they actually explain something that you're actually going to legitimately question, I'm good with it. And they spend, for, to, to that point, because even once they justify the legal reasons, then they have... There is... I'm smelling more smoke than I've ever smelled in my whole life. Something is happening. Samuel L. Jackson come in, and he's trying to explain <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he was actually right though, Jake. I think he did end with like they have yeah, Samuel L. Jackson right. come in. I, I think he was. I doing was in it the exactly middle of a right. fucking. It just sentence. sounded so funny. <laughs> but Samuel Jackson come <laughs> in. That motherfucker's all. <laughs> You're so urban. <laughs> Our podcast is nothing if not real. Continue. Samuel L. Jackson come in and. <laughs> And they have Samuel L. Jackson come in, and then he spends, like, I mean, that scene's 20 minutes long of him trying to convince John Cusack to not go into the room. So not only do they cover it from, like, the legal standpoint of you have to, like, go out of your way to justify why you need to stay in this room, but then there's, like, the whole, like, moral onslaught of him just being like, don't stay in the room! Don't stay in the room! It's It'll, it'll murder you! In yeah. an hour! Yeah. Yep. I guess they just... I mean, they spend they a spend lot of time on that. Like, I like I like it when they give you the throwaway line. Like, we're not worried. It's like Doctor Who, where they're like, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. We're not worried about the rules of time travel here. Just fucking forget about it. Have a good time. I like the throwaway lines about that. I don't like so, when they focus on it hard. So what you want specifically is just Samuel L. Jackson escorting John Cusack upstairs in the elevator and just being like, it's an evil fucking room, bye! And then the door is shut. I would have liked downstairs. it very much if they had never brought up, like, why they have to legally justify him being allowed to stay there. Or they they could have just said really. Or that would have been just stupid. said our lawyer got you into the room. Would have been good enough. I mean, that's also true. That's also a fair thing. But you need a certain amount of buildup. I actually love that scene where they're walking through. I love all of that the scene murders, because also I, all of the, I will like, watch Tony Shalhoub do anything. Oh yeah, he's, Tony Shalhoub. Do you guys remember when he, he was should relevant? always be relevant? There is, I, I, he might be the best actor ever. Jake, what did you give this movie for immersion? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I don't know if we've ever gone more off the fucking rails in a rating section than this. <laughs> but we must. I have. gave it a four for largely for largely the same reasons as you guys. Uh, I I found myself really turned off as this thing progressed. Good concept. 
has some spook to it. Granted, PG-13 type spook. And then it just (laughs) felt like it was trying too hard. And when things were going down, I I found myself having a pretty intense negative reaction to that. Uh, Ultimately, it's a little bit. (laughs) Not physical. Mental and emotional Mental hives. Okay. Mental hives uh, started to develop, but only so much to make this slightly lower than an average type immersion score. That's fair. The acting held it up a little bit. Uh, the execution just was not there in in my book, but I could see why they they did this. This was just yeah. a money play. Fuck it. Fuck the White Sox. <laughs> it's interesting. It, this movie falls in in the same category to me as Dead Silence, where if you look at it purely from a concept, it it should be way better than it actually ended up but being. This has... And I'm I'm fascinated. I can't I can't put my finger on exactly why both of these well, films failed. I don't think this movie is panned like well I that's a weird way to say that. This movie was not panned. Dead Silence was like This movie, this movie is much shit. higher this quality movie, I than I think Dead was Silence. generally well received. I just but don't it, care for this movie. Uh, really? I, I didn't think this movie was well received at all. I thought it got pretty bad ratings. It's still oh, no, at like a 79% so. on no. Rotten Tomatoes. No. Are you kidding me? Oh, does no. not deserve that. Well, Holy shit. Okay. Mark, do you think it's better than Dead Silence? Yes, because yes. absolutely it is. And this okay, has great talk, guys. this has the, I'm the just... advantage of being provably a better concept because <clears throat> it's just a great story. Like it's it's been written as a story. That's great. <laughs> yeah, one is one is a Stephen King adaptation, and right. one is Dead Silence. Anyway, Scare Factor is great. up next, um, and so I'll rate it for Scare Factor. I'm gonna give it a five for Scare Factor. Also, yeah, you will. Um, I really Oof. like the jump scares early on in this movie. I don't know if there's there there are certainly jump scares that are as effective, but this is among the the most effective jump scares in the early parts of this movie when he's watching himself across the street, when the other shit's happening, when he's going it's just starting to go crazy. That shit's great and you're all the way invested and it's really freaky. And and like I said, it cuts off all his resources. It makes you feel isolated. I wouldn't have thought of doing anything he didn't think of doing. Except getting a lot more drunk, a lot more quick, um, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, always your move. It's Jack. a good one. It's yeah, yeah. It's tried and so true. I think it's a scary movie. But then the second half is just so much. Who fucking cares? They're trying to make it so scary with the like zombie thing that chases him through the ducks that he kicks the chin off of, and his daughter crumbling in his arms. Then it's just, just, just fucking. I don't care. So five. Mark, scare factor. Uh, I'm curious to know what Jake was going to rate it when he said oof. Uh, I guess we'll find out momentarily. I went lower than Jack. I gave it a four. Uh, So I don't know if that's more of an oof or less than an oof. But I I agree. The thing is, when the scares are actually happening, and the scares at the beginning are actually pretty good, but the thing is, at the beginning... John Cusack is still very, like, incredulous of, like, oh, someone's just fucking with me. So he's, like, actively trying to talk these are, the viewer out these are of being ghosts. scared. Yeah. And then, and then once the actual, like, shit starts happening, he... The, the scares stop being good. You get the weird, like, boat scene where the scary part, I guess, is water coming out oh, of a painting. fuck. That scene and is so stupid. And you get the scene where he's, like... 
you get the scene where he's in the vents, which is okay, I guess. But like you said, it's just sort of, it, it doesn't really do anything for you. And then the whole thing builds up to him hugging his daughter, which is the least scary possible and of all And then she things. crumbles. And like, maybe that's the, the, emotionally. There's no crescendo yeah. to the movie. That's yeah. the problem. So it just doesn't have the scares that are there. You're talked out of, and then it goes straight into stupid emotional. Well, what is supposed to be emotional scares that aren't emotional and aren't scary. So I, I very so, much agree with you, but four. the part I disagree with is I think the fact that he's a skeptic and discounting a lot of it makes the jump scares as soon as like the unexplainable stuff starts happening a little bit more effective. I guess, but I get the point I'm trying to make is where he shifts from being incredulous to actually believing is where the scares shift from being good to being completely water coming out of yeah. the painting. Jake, scare factor. Uh, the oof, Mark stymied that. I I was more on that side. Um, I'm actually going a little lower than him, though. I'm going to three and a half. Okay. I agree completely. Um, but it really hit me that PG 13 ness that I mentioned earlier. Um, when he's trying to talk you out of the scares that actually do happen. That hurts it, and then it just becomes poor from a scare standpoint after that. I like nothing about it really did much for me, but there's a kernel there, and I think that the concept at the beginning is one that is spooky enough to give it something that's not a total cellar dweller type of score. Lower than average, just yeah, but it's utterly certainly disappointing. Like you said, it- it certainly deserves to be above. But but zero. I also and, and I also Jack. think that I am I like <clears throat> jump scares better than you guys do. I think they hit me a little harder. They make me jump a little more. And I just I appreciate. I I don't think I I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I I love a good I love a good jump scare. And like you said, the one that they set up in in the whatever it's right. not really a mirror. It's across the street. But the, that setup's really good. That, but that's that, one scene, and that can't that's carry true. a whole movie. It was. A, that one really yeah that i agree with that like that was a fine that was a fine scene but it was in a sea of nothingness uh effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category and i'm gonna rate it a four for effects (coughs) or judicious lack thereof they had a tremendous budget with this thing and it it shows through like none of the effects look actively bad but all of them look like they made the wrong choices like I said, the ghosts looking like they're digital remnants. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. This isn't a mo- found footage movie. This isn't a movie about tapes. I don't know why the ghosts look like they're digital remnants or like they're, like, adjusting on a VCR. It's, it's fucking weird. It brought me out of it. Nothing looks great. And with the budget they had, they should have been able... They can clearly do things. Nothing looks terrible. But they... It just... Fuck. All of it was the wrong choices. So, it's a four for me. Like, it's, it's not... Okay terrible but my god with this kind of money somebody who knows what they're doing could have could have had a fucking field day and made the best thing ever so yeah could you imagine if we gave 24 million dollars to the guys holy who made shit. the void holy you kidding me shit full-on lovecraftian horror would be happening. yeah it'd, it'd be, be cosmic horror yeah pure cosmic horror whatever there was no space so i refused to but there would the have been cosmic pure there Michigan. would have been space. That Pure was the problem. They couldn't, they couldn't afford to send someone into space to film it. I hear it costs less than that to get uh, a shot on what whoever owns Virgin. 
spaceship. What's that guy's Richard Branson. Fuck. I'm drunk. Jesus. I gave this movie a five for effects. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with, I agree with Jack to a certain extent. Uh, but I think it does a better, a slightly better job than he's giving it credit for. This movie's like right down the middle. It's a great, it's a really great, great case study in how to use effects in a way that doesn't either help or hinder your movie whatsoever. Uh, and as a result, it, it's it's basically right down the middle. There's just a story that's happening with effects in the background, kind of. The one thing I will say that they did great was uh, set design. I, I don't know who did the set design on it, but they did a really great job of setting the sense of place. And as, uh, as much as I don't like the directing or cinematography in this movie, well, I should separate those things. I don't like the direction, but the way that the cinematography uses the set design is actually really cool where you're filming. They do a lot of the stuff where they film the main room from the bathroom. Like the layout of the apartment is such that it's like circular. So they're in like the far opposite corner of the circle and they're filming John Cusack in the other corner. Right. And that's, it's an actual pretty cool, like <laughs> cinema, cinematographic effect to put distance between them and put the room in like the middle of the shot. Cause the room is actually yeah. what you should be paying attention yeah. to. And so I, yeah, that is a, essentially where I'm giving it the extra point. Between That's fair. And, and Mark, right. I think you're right about that. My favorite line in the movie does kind of relate to that. My favorite line in the movie is when he, he's first, it's an evil fucking no, room, Jack. No, that's not my favorite line. My favorite line is when he's first in the room and he's talking into his tape recorder, his dictaphone thing, and he's describing all the paintings and how horseshit they are. And then at the end of it, he like turns it off and then turns it back on. He's like, it does have its charms. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a dictaphone. I'll tell you what. <laughs> all right, Jake. Jake. Effects or Jake. Effect thereof. End Effects. of this interminable. Wow, again. <laughs> I'm just getting squeezed out today, man. I also gave it a five. Same reasons as Mark. Uh, makes a really good point about what. How did you call that cinematographic, Mark? Yeah, cinematographic. I feel like that's actually that, a word. It it is. Um, yes. And I think not to Nailed be it. totally lost to like sound as a whole. They the sound design was pretty decent throughout. I thought. I thought there was some pretty good. Like I listened to that thing in headphones actually, and it had a little bit of atmosphere that I think would be lost if you weren't wearing headphones because the way it used that room and threw sounds at you. I like that. Um, it also had Hendrix, had the band. That's fair. Yeah. Some licensed yeah. music, man. A little bit overwrought, but hey, <laughs> I'm not going to hate on the weight. It's all good shit. So I'm giving right. it a five. That's fair enough. Uh, overall, I guess we got to rate this goddamn thing for overall. And that's it's. Yeah, we've we do. In, we've been incredibly tightly grouped so far, so this is going to be an underwhelming overall yeah. rating, I think. Unless you guys give it a severe tilt. I mean, look, I'm giving it a five for overall, and that's ignoring the tilt down I want to give it. I think it deserves a five. I think okay. it's a very, very middle-of-the-road movie. Um, it's just... It's fine. It's good. There's good acting. I just... Uh, I don't... It's not doing anything special, and it's not particularly enjoyable i enjoyed it less than a five but i think it i think it deserves a five <laughs> i'm uh, i'm ignoring my tilt down I riveting it, so it is dead that center. is this you're is really baffling. bad at if what tilt what tilt would you give it then how did you and how much did you I enjoyed enjoy it this? a four i think no i'm giving it, it a five <sighs> jesus 
Mark, what did you give it? I also gave it a five. I'm trying okay. to talk, talk Jack into providing some type of variance to our score here. Mark, we've it's only just working. begun. Uh, this movie is the, the this movie is White the Andy Dalton line and of of movies. It it like I said, it's just sort of just like a story that happens with other shit okay. happening in the background. Much like Jake is just fucking rambling in the background of me trying to I get mean, he's my singing goddamn the carpenters. overall rating. <laughs> yeah, can you fucking relax? It's a great song. Uh, All right, Jake, how about five. you? Overall. I'm leaving great. it there. It's really good. Did, I get, did I, you also give it a five? Ooh, no. Spicy. No. Uh, I tilted it down a little bit. I gave it a four <laughs> and a half. Huh. I have nothing else to say, though, because God knows. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. No. Oh. You guys gave oh, yeah. it a five. Oh, fuck. Why are you going to watch this yeah, with your buddies and we, drink some we beers? We skipped this last week. Sorry. I, sorry I can't listener. in good con- Okay. I have to advocate for that, huh? <laughs> I I mean, you shouldn't, Is first of all. But second, because of Sam Jackson. Great. So my wait, hold because on. My part Sam Jackson because of I'm out because of this is an evil fucking room and because of an eight hundred dollar bottle of cognac. You're gonna have some fun watching the early part of this movie. Okay, I'll take this. <laughs> this movie has you should watch this with your buddies because it involves an eight hundred dollar bottle <laughs> well, of cognac. That's I think that's fertile. That sounds like a nice evening. That sounds like a nice evening with yeah. your buddies. You watch Watching someone, someone else drink an eight hundred dollar bottle of cognac. cognac. Jesus And Christ. then turn it into a Kids fucking Kids today are watching cocktail. YouTube videos of uh, people playing video games, I'm given to understand. So, like, yeah. Mark, no, why? So, oh, my God. This is a good intro to psychological horror. It doesn't have the payoff that other movies have, but it's a good place to be. If you're actually, like, watching this, hanging out with your buddies, this is a good movie to talk over. You have a lot of the like roller coaster of scares that you can jump from scene to scene. You don't really care about what just happened. And now you're just in a self-contained. Now you're in the air vents for some reason. Fuck it. Whatever. Now you're back in Santa Monica. I don't know. And you can watch these like small movies as they come at you. It's not a terrible movie. This is the exact average movie. And putting that on in the background while you hang out with your buddies and like, casually dissect shitty horror movies that sounds like a good time mark what is this the andy dalton line this might be the andy Andy dalton Dalton line line. this oh Oh, god if i were to compare this in my previous andy dalton line which was uh the reanimator which is a weird andy dalton line that's whoa 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 that's so reanimator yeah yeah i I feel like the reanimator might get bumped up to a five and a half reanimator no you said the reanimator no you said the Reanimator. Herbert yeah. West colon Reanimator. Reanimator. Oh, actually, okay, H.P. Yeah, Lovecraft's might be a five Herbert a West colon Reanimator. <laughs> I think, yeah, okay. That might be a five and a half now. Bumping it up slightly. I don't. I honestly don't know. Both of those. I movies. would watch that a thousand I times would be before more I'd tempted... watch this again. Mm, really? You want to put that scene on with the with the head At and all your buddies are squirm. watching? That just You're making a really awkward. good case for why that's not the Andy Dalton line. What, <laughs> Jake? Why should you not get drunk and watch this with your buddies? <laughs> because you don't want to be that guy that puts on fucking PG thirteen. I'm a little bitch fourteen oh eight with your buddies. 
for horror movie night. Like, don't do this. It's a PG-13 movie. It's relatively bland. It takes a story that is promising and just leaves you feeling like it could have done more. It's it's not going to be the most fun of experiences, considering what you have available to you as a horror fan. If this is what you're looking for, then I would advise watching it by yourself and hiding your that's, shame. That's... I, I don't know what else to <laughs> that's say. actually a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like... This is like this is the movie you watch while like covered in a blanket underneath your bed, and your wife comes in, she tears it off, she's like, "What have you been doing?" And you're like, "Nothing, I don't know." And then you, you hide like, your tab computer? over to porn to hide the like fact that? that you were watching 1408. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even that bad a movie; it's just kind of shameful. I don't I, know I'm totally about with it. you, man. This is like there one of go. the. It's because you got Johnny fucking Cusack wearing a chai Sox hat. <laughs> Fuck that guy. The Chicago Black Sox. Fuck those guys. Fuck the black socks. Now let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here, huh? Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah, that might have been more off the rails than most, man. Holy shit. This was episode 33 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head over to A to Z Horror.com. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, head over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom to see everything else that's going on on the Phantom Podcast Network. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of really cool shit. As always, all the music in this episode is coming at you from space. That's space without the A. And all the other links you will need to be able to follow us on Twitter, on the Oramino app, those are right down there too. If you like what you heard, subscribe. Believe it or not, that does actually help. And you might want to do that if you're interested in shitty movies because next week we've got a Mark pick. Heyo. <laughs> it's one of the big kahuna, plural. Killer okay. Clowns from Outer Space is going to be all coming K's. your way. All K's. Space with a K. Thanks in advance for that one, Mark. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and watch some horror movies, but I wouldn't advise the one we're about to watch. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>